You're listening to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast, a show where your hosts, Darian and Ethan, discuss the controversial topics often avoided by the church. They also discuss culture, society, and everyday goofs. And now, Darian and Ethan. What's up, y'all? We're back. We're here. And <laughs> we told you we had something special for this episode. Yeah. We told you we did. Last week, we said, guys, next week, we're going to have a great surprise for you. Well, the surprise is here. Well, surprise was also on us, too. Yes. <laughs> we were going to record a video of our podcast, post it to YouTube, and start doing video every week. But something's happening on our campus right now. Yeah. The speakers that we have here for our DTS are doing freedom par- prayers. And if you don't know what that is, it's like, um, say you're in a counseling session with a trained psychologist, which the people who are doing them are. Um, so a counselor. And it's like they're doing a counseling session, but they bring in the Holy Spirit and allow him to work and they pray at the same time. So it's sort of like digging to the roots of like problems you may have, um, stuff like that, and letting the Holy Spirit speak, um, but also using um, all the science that goes along with psychology as well to like get to the roots of these issues. It's, it's really, really cool. Um, I think it's really special, but we have like 33 students, so literally every available room is being used right now. Yep. And it's like almost 10 at night. Every, <laughs> pretty much every office space that we could use as an option to record, and the normal one we go to is being occupied. All being used. Yeah. So we can't record video. So, so we, we're did, a, <laughs> we didn't think we were able to record at all. We're in a but, super special location. Yeah, super special. <laughs> we didn't think we were able to record at all, um, but we had an idea, and we thought... We thought what if we go to the one place on base that is quiet, that's not being used, that's and not a no bathroom? no one will hear us. Yeah, yeah. And that's not a it's bathroom. not a bathroom. <laughs> or, like, some kind of, like, maintenance closet or something Maybe like that. Maybe our neighbors will hear us and they'll get upset. Maybe, but we We'll are, worry about that tomorrow. We are currently in an old van. A Sienna, to be exact. Yep, we're in a van. A total soccer mom van. It's great. But honestly, like, I think the sound quality sounds really good. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's, it's not super hot in here. I don't think the neighbors could hear us. It's, like, really peaceful and kind of dark and ambiance. So. Kind of Im- intimate here. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Kind of, it's kind of a cool studio. <laughs> yeah, we were actually just talking about it, like, man, maybe in our desire to have a real studio, like, a, in a, like an apartment room or whatever, like an office space mm-hmm. studio, maybe we'll just buy a really big van and just make that a mobile studio, studio. where we'll be able to drive everywhere and have different shows and, like, eventually video record in different places. Could you imagine, like... Having it in America, if we did it in America, and, like, driving around to, like, Yosemite or, like, Zion National Park and having, a, like, a podcast episode with that in the background. Yeah, it'd be cool. See, this is why we need you guys to listen and support us so we can <laughs> give you amazing content. Yeah. We thought it'd be really cool to start doing a podcast in a different location every time. Like, and, video recorded. Like, video recorded, though. So, like, we could record it in a car. We could record it in different rooms. A could, library. A library. We <laughs> Where can, everyone's been quiet. <laughs> And we can whisper the whole time. We ASMR? Can, <laughs> we can record it, like, at sea on a boat. We can record it while driving somewhere. Like, we're not driving. Other people are driving. Like, we're or sitting we in the back driving. of a truck or something. Oh, yeah, I guess we, we could be driving, yeah, as long as you don't look at the camera or something like bolt that. Bolt down chairs to the bed of a pickup truck and bolt down a tripod? Yeah. That'd be... I, that'd a cool be idea. What? It's kind of a cool idea. Uh, I think it's illegal because you have to be below the, the sides of the bed. But, well, we can uh, just sit in the bed. It's not a big deal. The, the air, like the, the sound is oh, garbage though. Well, we could put little Pell mics on. Yeah, that's true. that's true. That's true. We have big dreams. Big dreams. Big, big but dreams. we need your help to do it. Yes. So 
keep listening. Yeah, tell keep listening. When you listen, we make. I think every listen's one penny. Tell your mom. Tell your mom's mom. Tell your mom to tell her book club. If your mom, tell your husband. Tell your kids. <laughs> tell your kids' friends when they come over. Mm, tell Karens. Yep, all the Karens. Karens will get offended and make us big on Facebook. Yep. yep hey, yep. all publicity is good publicity. Amen. If your name's Karen, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> One time I was messing with my... I was just saying a joke, and I was using like a random white mom name. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no one asked for opinion, Deborah. Oh. And my friend looked at me, and she was like, that's my mom's name. I don't think I know any mom's <laughs> names who are Deborah, dude. I know... I have zero moms who are Deborah, actually. I probably have Facebook friends named Deborah. I think I do. I think they're my friends' moms. Wow. Thank you, Debras, for existing. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> Anyways, how you been? How's your day Bro, been today? Bro, today, this week, it's been revolutionary. Yeah. So we have a guy in our school of missions and evangelism, and his name's Steve Gregg. He has his own... Um, app and with all his teachings and stuff to give you some background to who he is he got saved in the jesus movement which was a revolution in the 70s that happened out in california Mm -hmm. and ever since then i think that's when he got saved and ever since then he just like was like all right i'm gonna read the bible then that's when everybody got saved that's everyone all our parents got saved (laughs) well i'm from michigan i didn't know about the jesus movement up until two years ago yeah yeah. and i was like what is that well i'm from california yeah (laughs) anyways so he got saved during that and just decided, man, I'm going to read the Bible. And nice. I started reading the Bible and digging into scripture and truth, and then started talking about it with people mm-hmm. and started putting content out. He's got his own app now. And someone, a, a dean of this seminary, was had an assistant listening to him his stuff and just overheard it. And I was like, hey, who is that? And then listened to all his stuff. And this dean wanted to teach his stuff because it was so good. Wow. But he never went, this guy never went to seminary. That guy didn't have a degree, so they couldn't teach his stuff because he didn't have a degree. Yeah. So they gave him an honorary doctorate or That's master's so in theology or divinity. That's great. So they could, te- like, just because all his content, like, like added up to that many credit hours. And it's just like, man, this guy is so knowledgeable. Imagine just getting a letter in the mail, like, after we did all these podcasts and stuff like that. And they're like, hey, you've qualified for, like, these bachelor degrees. And, like, that's the goal. There you go. That's the goal. Give me a bachelor's degree in engineering. It'd be so funny. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. So he's teaching this week on making disciples and what that what the Bible means by that and what it looks like in the world and whatnot. It's super cool. Mm-hmm. A lot different than I think we would assume it means in Christian culture or modern yeah. Christian culture. Yeah. And it's just like changing the way I present the gospel when I preach or not preach, when I talk to people on the street. Lots of preaching is. Yeah. That's the definition. Yeah, that's true. So when I'm evangelizing or doing like in one on one preaching, stuff like that, like yeah. It's changing my tactics. I'm doing that, and it's, like, amazing. Yeah. And so it's this guy's, like, one of the smartest guys I've ever met in my life. We wanted to have him on the show, but he also has his own radio show, So and he's teaching two schools. Like, he's teaching BCC and SOME yeah. this week, so he's super busy. Yeah. But, yeah, go everyone go check out his um, his app. It's called The Narrow Path. That's, like, a green background with a white dove. Yeah. And this guy is just... And he does, like, live shows, like, every, I think, every day at 11, he does a radio show and you can call in and like have live conversations with him. Wow. Super knowledgeable guy, super gentle, super like Yeah. And he like respects the questioner, right? Like he'll yeah. get a question, even if it seems like what would consider be considered a silly question. Yeah. And he'll like give a genuine answer and give you like all this history and background and Bible verses. He'll just like throw out there from his memory and I'm like, dude. Yeah. That's what happens when you spend like what, fifty, sixty years in the Bible. Like, yeah. I think he's sixty right now. He got saved when he was sixteen, so mm-hmm. fifty years of just the Bible, oh man, 
It's amazing. Good stuff. So he's he's changing how I look at everything. I'm like, frick, I know nothing now. Yeah. Man, we got to get people like that on the podcast. I know a lot of them will come on as long as we get like a few more listeners. Yeah. Like the, the speaker in the DTS this week's name is Keith. Oh, that guy. We talked to him about um, coming on the podcast, and he was really excited. Like he, he almost like kind of wanted to do it. We're like, yeah, we have like around 300, like around maybe a little more than that followers on social media and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, depending on what you count on Instagram and Facebook, if you double it or anything, it could be 400 or it could be a little less. I don't know the overlap there. Um, but he's like, wow, like, yeah, I might like come on your podcast. That's pretty cool. And he's like a pretty cool guy. Like he, he has his own ministry and his own podcast and stuff like that. And so he was almost considering like legitimately coming on the podcast. And so like, wow, if we get like a legitimate following, we could we get, can do it. get speakers to actually come on the podcast. And these are people who are really famous. They're not just like nobodies. Right. These like, are people like, you guys know Ray Comfort, maybe not. Like, Steve Gregg said he, like, today, he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm friends with Ray Comfort, actually. Yeah. And he's just, like, just casually threw that out there, because we were talking about evangelism and how to, yeah. like, how to street preach. And he's like, well, uh, he's like, I just have a different strategy than, than Ray does. And he's like, Ray and I have talked, we're actually friends. And I was like, yo, what? You're just, you're friends with this guy who's, Billy's like, friends with Ray, too. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. You know, like, when he was in California, he'd go down and street preach all the time with Ray. I had no idea. Yep. Wow. Bro, Billy's done, like, crusades to, like... Thousands and thousands of people in Africa and stuff like that. India. India, yeah, yeah. I know India's done, like, tens of thousands of people and stuff like that. It's crazy. We know some insane people. We know some really cool people. That's crazy. Danny Lehman. And we just hang out with Billy. Like, I just get wings with Billy sometimes. (laughs) Like, (laughs) he's just a dude that's cool. There was, um, so one of my friends, my, so my second family, basically, like, I've been best friends with their son since I was eight years old. I, like, lived at their... I part-time lived at their house for the last three months. I was in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, the closest family, like, outside my own family, I guess, to me. Like, second closest, closest, whatever. Yeah. Amazing people. I love them. But they're from Uganda, and they have a friend who's, I guess, this, like, really famous preacher in multiple countries in Africa. And, like, does crusades with, like, millions of people. Wow. And he comes to the United States to just hang, like, to sometimes, like, visit friends and stuff like that. And he's, like, come to their house and, like, stayed at their house, and I've met him. And I was just like this little kid, like didn't know like who he was, and I like found out like, oh, it's this guy. I was like, yo, what? Cool. And like has a great ministry where like preaches the gospel and people get saved and whatnot. And it's That's awesome. Like, oh my gosh, like you, you're actually like, it's not like a pride thing, but like you're a low key legend. Like you're really cool, yeah. I just didn't you're doing know. Some I respect. I didn't know this. I had like I knew people, like, people in my social circle were like that intense. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's yeah. like when you start thinking you know a lot, and you're like, oh, I'm pretty cool. I know a lot. And then, like, you meet people who are like Steve Gregg, and you're like, You get humbled. I know nothing. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Thanks for reminding me, God, I don't know anything. <laughs> I'm 23. I have a lot to learn. Thank yeah. you, God. So Keep fun. us humble. Yeah. Sorry if you guys can't hear me very well. I just got done leading worship uh, for a couple hours, and my voice has gone a little bit. It's not gone a lot, but it's it's gone a little bit. So it's a little hoarse. Hoarse? <laughs> <laughs> you need that uh, chamomile tea, bro. I like tea, but I just don't need to stay up really late because it's already like 10. And if I drink tea, I'm going to stay up really late. Not if you get my sleepy time tea. <laughs> I have one of those. I have like a few packets of random assorted teas in my room that I got from like free fridge and stuff like that. Yeah. But I never, ever use them. I was looking on the cabinets and before I left for outreach in, eight, or was it July, June? Mm-hmm. Nope, July. So July, I went to Asia for two months. And I came back, and I forgot about my tea, but I looked in the cabinet, and I found my tea box that said Ethan on it, and no one had drinking my tea. Whoa. So I got, like... That's rare. I got, like... Well, maybe they drank a little bit, but I got, like, three more packets of Sleepy Time tea. And, like, the other day, my roommate, he was going through the cabinet. He's like, oh, tea. He's like, what is this? He's like, 
good for sleep. I was like, hey, that's mine. I was like, <laughs> I was like dude, it has my name on it. What? You can't just do that? Just do that. You can't just get my stuff, dude. And then I got humbled because I found out he was reading something else that wasn't my tea. Oh, dang. And I was like, oh, I feel like a jerk. Dang. <laughs> but like, the thing is that, ha- that happens all the time. Yeah. And people just take your stuff. Someone took one of my roommate's ice cream. He had his a paper. Not He didn't write his name on the box. He wrote his name on a paper and taped the paper to the box. Wow. And someone ate like half his ice cream. Bro, it's like the sin chair skit, like where you like you have the sin chair, you just rip the sin like chair sign off of it and you sit in the chair. He's That's like, so he's like, dude, he's telling me today. He's like, I bought it and I had like one scoop. I knew there wasn't like hardly any in there. I went to get it yesterday. He's like, it's half empty. That's crazy. And I was like, man, the disrespect. Yep. I would, I would be livid. It's I would pretty, call a, I would call a house meeting. It's pretty bad. That's why I don't buy stuff. Like guys, you can't eat my food. Like I spent money on my food. Please don't eat it. Yeah, it's I would legitimately call a house meeting. Yeah. But I'm kinda of petty like that. I called a team meeting on my first outreach because I found lip stains on or lipstick stains on a supposedly washed glass in the dry rack. Wow. And I saw it and I saw it was dirty and I was like, yo, I'm we're talking about this. That's pretty petty. Yeah, my, my leaders were like, Ethan, it's okay, just wash. I was like, no. Oh, you were a student? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant you were the average leader. No, I was a student. I was like, I was like, this is not okay. That's so funny. <laughs> they're like, Ethan, it's fine. I was like, no, it's not. Okay, okay, we need to practice cleansiness. This cleansliness. Is, this is not okay. I was so upset. That's so funny. And they tell me, like, Ethan, you were overreacting. I don't care. We had a clean house. You're welcome. Yeah. Going out on outreach is such, like, a strange experience. Like, there's nothing else like it. Like, you share one house, usually, with... With people like, you met a few months ago. 10 to 15 other people you've known for three months. And it's, like, the most intimate of situations. <laughs> and you're going so hard all day long. And, like, people see just the most tired parts of you. Yeah. And also the most, like, spirit-filled parts of you. It's just crazy experience. You get to know people real well. I still talk to, like, two like two guys who are also students on my outreach. So there's, like, three guys students. The two other guys, we still keep in contact. Like, I called... Like I, I regularly Snapchat one of them, and I like regularly call the other, mm-hmm. and it's just like, man, it's just it's a it's a weird experience, but like it, it pulls you and unites you together so so yeah. well. Yeah, it gives you that sense of community that we don't have in our culture anymore. Did I tell you about the outreach experience I had today or yesterday? The outreach experience? Yeah, I felt like I was on outreach a little bit. Oh no, you didn't. Uh, I think I actually did. I told you about the guy named George that I evangelized to. Oh last night. yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, I just like he was from Slovakia and he had never heard the gospel before. Um, he had never like been exposed to it or anything. Um, never heard it and didn't really believe in God. He said he didn't know what he believed in. But like, I got to explain the full gospel to him and under- like, I got to explain why I believed in God and the process I got to like, um, logically explaining God and yeah. his existence and stuff like that. And like, it was so funny to see just like lights going on after I hit each point and each point and like talking about why evil exists and why good exists and like the the philosophy and logic of even a, a being or creator existing and stuff like that before even getting to it being Jesus and then getting to Jesus and explaining the gospel and stuff like that. And like, you could see like lights like going on and going on Heck and yeah. his head, like he had never heard this before. He's like, wow, that makes so much sense. Like I just didn't know what I believed in. Now he's like, he or, didn't, like, he, like it's like the clay of the foundation to the bricks are being like stirred. Yeah. Right it was now. super cool. But it's like, it's the only kind of experience you get when you're on outreach. Cause usually when you're explaining it to people here, they're like, okay, I heard this before. Even if they get saved, you're like, you've heard it before, but, like, it's a new revelation for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's usually the experience you get here. 
but this guy's like, I didn't, I've never even thought about religion before. I've never even like contemplated like philosophy oh or goodness. theology at all ever. And like, so just even the simplest of things, like a God existing, like as I'm explaining to him, he's like, oh wow, like that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And it was just That's like amazing. so funny, like the lights going on in his head. It was really cool. Heck yeah. I talked to a guy today at University of Hawaii and I was like, he was just like on his phone, headphones in on mm-hmm. a table. And it's usually when I have really good experiences, it's usually like the most random encounters. Like I'll see people and I'm like, I'm not going to talk to them. And last second, I feel like the Holy Spirit's prompting me like, no, do it. And I'm like, okay. So I just get pulled and last second I go talk nice. to them. Nice. And it's not like a weird, like Holy Spirit doesn't take me over and pull me, mm. but it's just like this incredible drawing. I'm like, okay, well, it's just like, I have to like do it, you know? Yeah. And so I did it and we were talking, me and one of the students to him and I was like explaining, I was like, well, what do you believe about like spirituality and God? He's like, I don't know. He's like, I don't really, I, got, I mean, I guess something exists, but I don't, I don't really put too much thought to it. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay. So I was like, can I tell you what Christianity believes? And he's like, sure. And I walked him through the whole gospel and like used the method that Steve Gregg was kind of talking about, which he was talking about how it's a kingdom, you know, and it's like. You can you don't have to use kingdom every time because we live in a Western world without kings, yeah. so it's kind of different. Yeah. But it's the idea of like God establishing His like people and His like kingdom per se on this world, and everyone else who's not a Christian is a captive to darkness, and you're mm-hmm. freeing them. Mm-hmm. And I don't think He's like establishing His kingdom here, though. It's like we're a part of His kingdom that's not here. Well, that's see, that's a thing. That's what people think, and that's like the whole. Con- I want to have it on another show, like a whole. I want to have a whole show about the kingdom of God and what it means. But it's like, I, that's what I'm saying. Like radically changed everything. I like think about this week. But like, I mean, like John, the book of John literally says, like, my kingdom is not of this world. Yeah, not of this world. But it doesn't mean it's not on the world. Like he, whenever Jesus heals people, he says, he's like, the kingdom has come near to you. And it talks oh, yeah, about yeah, yeah. how we're transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. And I so just that, think it's not a kingdom. Like you could say we're in a kingdom here, in that like we form a community that's a kingdom. Yeah. But. Uh, I think it's more like... It's not like an established, like, America or a yeah. like, country. And, that, yeah, that's the thing, right? Like, it's an it's like a people group. It's a nation created by people groups and, like, from di- many different nations, but it's in every nation. Yeah. Like, it's this, like, indestructible force. Yeah. It's a spiritual indestructible force, and it's not about dominionism, like, oh, bring it down here, and, like, it's gonna we're going to take over, but it's like, man, people are, are slaves to their sins, are slaves to the fear of death, like Hebrews says. Yeah. And you are an ambassador of Christ and you are going and like freeing people from mm-hmm. being scared of death. You're giving them hope. You're giving them like assurance of salvation. I'm like talking. So I was talking to him about that and I was like telling him like, look, I was like, as, as far as the Bible's concerned, like, like right now, I'm sure you're probably scared of death. Like you don't know what's on the other side. And I was like, the Bible talks about how everyone's a slave to the fear of death and without yeah. hope. But like in Christ, you have all that, you know, yeah, yeah. it doesn't mean life's going to be easy, right. but you have all that. Right. And he's like, Oh yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And I was like, that makes sense. He's like, yeah, it totally does. I was like, do you want to become a Christian? He's like, well, not right now. I want to, I want to talk more about it and think more about it, but that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So cool. I want to hang out with him more. I've been thinking a lot lately about, like, when we start posting this podcast to YouTube and, like, doing clips from it and posting the, the full unedited thing to to YouTube. Um, maybe we could start doing, like, evangelism videos, too, and, like, putting out other content on our YouTube channel. Like, So, like, we can go together and, and talk to people, but, like, record it and ask people if it's fine if we record it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And stuff like that. We can even get people to talk to us more, I think, if we do that. Because it's Probably. an opener. You'd be like, hey, you want to be in a YouTube video we're making? We're talking about, like, God. You want to be like famous, that. dude? We and have thousands of followers. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be pretty cool, though. Yeah. And we can start showing people, like, a little bit about evangelism, what we do, and, like, what it looks like to lead someone to the Lord 
and uh, just the, the process yeah. there, different stages of seeds and watering and stuff like that. Be pretty cool. That'd be super cool. Be fun thing to walk through, I think. We could have like a whole, yeah, we could like have a video like intro talking about evangelism. Like, you know, success in evangelism doesn't look like always. It doesn't always look like seeing salvation. That's oh, the no, end yeah. goal. But like, you're not a failure at sharing your faith if people don't accept it. You know, yeah. the Bible says that obedience is success, and as long as you're obeying God, then it's not up to you to try to see the. The yeah. fruit, you know? And yeah. I think that's, like, the most encouraging thing. Yeah. I talked to this girl uh, two weeks ago and uh, told her this thing about, like, I showed her a building and I was like, hey, if like, you see a design in that, and she's like, yeah, obviously, as a designer, as an architect, human being created it. Um, I was like, well, the tree right next to it is living, can't be created by humans, and obviously has more design and is more complex than that building. Why wouldn't you infer com- uh, a designer to that when you infer a designer to the less complex dead thing? Yeah. Um, and she's like, whoa, I'd never thought about that before. I also shared the full gospel with her after that and, like, a lot of some of my testimony. And we talked for, like, probably, like, 15 minutes after that. But I could tell just that one part was, like, the main thing God just wanted me to tell her. Yeah. And, like, that was the thing that, like, clicked in her head. Where she's like, oh, I never thought about that before. And, like, that brought her from, like, being an atheist, which she said she was, to being an agnostic. And I, I got to share with her about Jesus and the difference between Christianity and other religions and mm-hmm. a relationship with Christ and stuff like that. Which I think was good. Um, but it was obvious, like, the, the main thing I was supposed to tell her about was, like, that. That was the seed I was supposed to plant. And that's yeah. such a minor part. Like, I'd be worried if I left her there. But I, right. I could have, like, trust that that's what the Lord wanted me to say. And someone else is going to encounter her that's going to tell her about something else. Yeah. And, you know, this might drive her to, like, start actually digging in for herself and, like, kind of taking ownership of what she believes and being like, yeah. man, I got I to gotta know this. And it might drive her on this, like huge like on, I guess like spiritual expedition to like figure mm-hmm. out what she believes and then have this radical encounter with God yeah and then who knows maybe she becomes a huge evangelist and she's just like yeah man like of course this will make sense it's like Billy always says the that he quotes that statistic about um it takes five encounters with a Christian to become saved mm. usually an evangelist usually yeah something like that yeah and it's not the same every time like sometimes it's just one sometimes the Lord meets you in a dream and you get saved Sometimes yeah. it takes like a hundred, you know what I mean? So but what you're telling us is we should, every time go out and evangelize, have five different people approach the same person, one after another. <laughs> yep. Uh, sixth person, get saved. fifth person. <laughs> no, but that's, that's like, yeah, God is good, you know? And He's good. Oh man, I love when those light bulbs go off in people's heads and like, oh my gosh, that makes It's sense. one of the most special feelings. Like you walk away from it, like floating almost, like, oh my gosh. Yeah, dude. I talked, I... I was waiting for Dalton to get done. He's one of our friends. Um, to get done, ta- he was talking to Jehovah Witnesses, mm-hmm. and he's and like him and another one of the students, or Dalton and one of our students was like, "Let's go talk to Jehovah Witnesses." And I was like, "Guys, Jehovah's Witness, Jehovah's, Jehovah's Witness." I just mumbled so bad, uh, Jehovah's Witness, Hove. And I was like, "Man, I really, <clears throat> I really don't like talking to Jehovah's Witnesses." Yeah, I just don't enjoy it because the, the, I've all I've had those conversations. It's always the same. They're thing. stubborn. Yeah. yeah, but it's like, I think, like, they, they're such, like, at least the younger people, they're very innocent in what they believe. They're yeah. just, like, they're just, be, like, they're just rebut- like, repeating what they've been told to repeat, and it's, like, they have good, like, motivations. They want people to go to heaven, but they just are wrong. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, And so it's kind of sad, but it's, like, man, they're also stubborn. It's, like, I, like, and they changed the Bible. So I'm, yeah. like, I can't even argue with you and show you the Bible because you changed it. Yeah, yeah. And so I get upset, and I'm, like, man, I, I'm just not, like, in a place where I'm, like, wanting to be at least today I was like I'm not wanting to be patient with that yeah so I was just sitting down like I, this girl sitting on a bench I was like hey can I sit with you and she's like sure and we were just hanging out and she had some tattoos so I asked her about them and she's just like oh it's about whatever 
I was like, cool. And then this guy started street preaching behind us. Wow. And, like, fire and brimstone type stuff. And she, like, rolled her eyes. And I didn't tell her I was a missionary. I didn't tell her what I do. I just, like, a, she probably thought I was a normal college student. Mm-hmm. And um, the street preacher's going off. And she like, rolled her eyes. I was like, you don't like that? And she's like, no. I was like, I don't mind religion. I just don't like when people shove it down people's throats. Yeah. And I thought to myself, oh, man, she's not going to like me in a second. I'm going <laughs> to just talk to her about the gospel. <laughs> but then I was like, well, actually, like, I'm a I'm a Christian myself. And, like, I, I work with a Christian organization. I told her what I did. And I was like, and I thought I thought this guy's a JW at first. So I kind of was like, I don't do what this guy does. I, he's probably a Jehovah's Witness. I think he's wrong. Mm-hmm. And turns out he wasn't. He just was a Christian, like, preaching. And I guess, like, Jehovah's Witnesses were mad at him, too. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I, like, got to talk to her about... Like, cause she's thought like, oh, like Jesus's teachings aren't relevant for today. It's like 2000 years old. Why would we listen to this old ancient book Yeah. and all that stuff? And I was like, well, I actually think they're very relevant. And I talked about the woman at the well and how in the woman at the well, Jesus broke down like social constructs and talking to a woman, gender roles and asking her to help him and yeah. like, even speaking to him with like his status in society and hers and mm-hmm. racial constructs because she was a Samaritan. And he was a Jew. Right. And I think like in her mind, she's just like, oh my gosh, like I didn't, I didn't know any of that. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. I invited her to community night, but she kind of gave me that look when she was walking away like, like I'm not coming. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so funny. Dang Because she looked like, like, seemed like, she seemed like such a cool person. Like, yeah. They're yeah. like, you know, there are people who are like super real, like kind of edgy, like skater type, cool. Yeah, like, yeah. They're just very raw people. Yeah. That was like my favorite. That was like the type of person she was. And I was me like, too. man, I want to hang out with her. Dude, I have an idea. That's, t- that's I just had, I just had a light bulb. Okay. All right. So for you listeners um, that don't know, we are going to be doing or trying to do stuff while we're both on outreach. But it's going to be hard because we're both on outreach. We're in different time zones. Usually the Wi-Fi is garbage. Um, we usually don't have, like, a data plan that will work very well. I will. So. I'll have a little new phone. It's possible <laughs> that we can Skype. Yeah. And do Skype, um, like, podcasts. Possible. It would be really cool if we can do that. I would just thought, though, if we can't, we should get our YouTube channel up and running with uh, with all y'all supporting it. Before we leave here and this season ends of like the podcast, yeah. right? Not the podcast ending. But season like one. Season one of the podcast ending. Um, and then we can both like create videos for the YouTube channel while we're on outreach of like evangelism okay. and like teaching things um, and maybe some videos with you and me on Skype and stuff like that. Um, Ooh. Explaining stuff so we can still put out interesting content other than a podcast while we're apart from each other. Yeah. And then we come back together, we can still put out a podcast. Um, just at different times, so we're always putting out some sort of content. Very cool. Yeah. Let us know what you guys think about that. If you would want those kind of videos and what you want them to be on, if you want it to be on like what we're learning that week, or um, like what the Lord's teaching us about on outreach, or like how what it's like being in that country, or about evangelism in that country, or the religious atmosphere in that country, um, whatever you want to hear about, let us know. Um, we'd love to make cool content that you'd want to see. Yeah. And update. Um, usually. We do outreaches for 10 weeks, you know, the DTS, Discipleship Training School, three months in country learning about God, three months out of country sharing what they learned. SOME is usually three months in country learning about how to share the gospel and be missionaries, and then usually three months, the outreach is usually three months, um, and then they do more practical missions or more like they take ownership of the outreach type stuff and whatnot. It's a lot more hands-on for the students as far as outreach goes. Mm -hmm. Well... God's opened some crazy doors, and, like, five out of the six students we have in our School of Missions and Evangelism have committed to Cambodia for two to three years to see new Christian ministries pioneered in a nation where there's, like, 96% Buddhist. Cool. Super exciting. 
with that being said, Derry, you know this. I'm telling the listeners so they can, like, yeah. be, because they're part of our family. Yeah. You guys, we, we love you guys. We want you guys in our lives. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, I'm going to, like, me and the other staff are going as well for 10 months. Yep. That's the longest out of America I'll have ever been in my life. Be crazy. 10 months in Cambodia. We'll be learning learning language. We'll be taking a Bible course while we're there to better equip us for evangelism. Doing evangelism, house church planning, ideally. That's what, like, we're really praying for God to, like, break open the doors and just mm-hmm. have a, a church planning movement explode. That's, like, my biggest prayer right now. Yeah. So join in prayer with that. Also, we're doing teaching, doing teaching English. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we're going to try to still do the show pretty weekly. But, like, the like I said, like, 10 months out of country with um, bad Wi-Fi. I, I think we can make it work. We might be able to. We'll see what happens. Bro, you're going to be going on outreach for as long as you have, like... Accumulatively like been on outreach for because two and a half months times four, ten. Yeah. Oh my. I'm about to double my outreach time. Double your outreach time, dude. In one outreach. That's crazy. I'm basically moving. Yeah. I'm basically going to college. Yeah. Just, that's how I'm coping with it. I'm like, oh, that's a long time. I'm like, it's just a college semester. Just no, dude, that's not a college semester. Nine months? Ten no, months? it's not a college semester. Not college. Okay, I'm going away to college and then I'm not coming back for Christmas break. Yes. Yes, but I'll be totally back good. after the year. We'll be back so soon, dude. Yeah. I mean, we're going to blink. Yeah, and you'll be back. We're, we're going to be a little longer. We're excited, but we're both really sad because <laughs> <laughs> we're best friends and we only always want to hang out. Yeah, we never get time together. We already spent like six months away from each yeah, other. That was like nine. Yeah. Oh, we're doing it again. Yep. So like basically we were on outreach in Thailand together and then we both went back to California together and then I went back home to Michigan for six months and then I came out to Hawaii and then as soon as I got to Hawaii... Derry left for outreach. Yep. And as soon as Derry came back from outreach, I left for outreach. Yep. And so that was, that was actually 10 months because there was like a... Yeah, it was, was a long time. Oh, man. Whatever. What let's a get, bummer. Let's move on. We're depressed. <laughs> it's a the show off. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's start. Let's start the podcast. On the <laughs> culture. On the culture. What, talk, what happened this week, stuff. bro? Give us the news updates. Ooh, so an update on something we already talked about last week. Um, Not last week. Oh, yeah, not last week. Uh, maybe a ago. month ago, yeah. something like that. We talked about how California passed this bill to let college athletes um, earn money off of their likeness. So it means, like, they can be sponsored in ads by shoe companies. Um, they can just make money off of their brand, right, because they're an athlete, how popular they are, like, the sport they play and stuff like that. They can make money off of it, not that the college is paying them, but that they can get sponsors to sponsor them. Um, for what yeah. they do, instead of the college getting all the money for what they do, if that makes sense. It's and, more fair. Yeah. It's, just, it's obvious. Like, it, it just makes sense. Is every, more fair correct? Every other... No. <laughs> every other college student no. um, has that option. Like, every other college student can make money. Like, go work. Yeah. And But college athletes are, like, literally working, like, a, a 9-to-5 job in the, the sport they do, yeah. right? And then also going to school, and they don't have time to work a job, but they also don't have any money because... Like, they don't get paid. And so, it's a good way for it's them fair. to make some money, right? It yeah. makes sense. They're it's adults, fair. and they have a skill that people want, and it's marketable. Yeah. It's literally what the open market, or the free market system is. No other part of culture would you work for free, unless you're, like, really trying to get, like, an internship, and you're, like, really care about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, California um, allows that now, or, well, not yet, but they... <laughs> They voted to allow it, I think, in 2020 or 2021 or something like that. Okay. And so they allowed it. And so the NCAA, um, they were like, 
you guys really should have done that. That was terrible. Why did you do that? And it was like a law that was passed, right? And yeah. the NCAA, um, like, had votes in that and all that kind of stuff. Or didn't have, they didn't have votes, but, like, they put money towards it and stuff like that. Um, but it got passed anyway. And so the NCAA now, as of yesterday, just... Um, yesterday, that, meaning Tuesday. Yeah. Said so that they're, they're now reviewing, the uh, like, their laws for um, that same thing. Students being able to benefit off their likeness in, in ads and sponsorships. And that they will be changing it um, in around 2021 and 2023 so that students will be able to benefit off their likeness. Uh, but a lot of people see it as sort of like a sham, like it might not actually be happening. Okay. Because, like, it's so funny. It's like, whenever you want to be seen as, like, the good guy, you, like, try to, like, shove under the rug all the bad comments you made and all yeah. the bad things you've done and just, like, present, like, this has always been your opinion. And so they wrote this, like, <laughs> long article about how, like, they've always been for, like, student athletes, like, making money off their likeness. And it's, like, it's only fair that they do that and all this kind of stuff. And literally, like, a month earlier, they had, like, spent money to get people not to vote on, <laughs> on the California bill. <laughs> they shouldn't do it. It's like, bro, you just did all this stuff. And, and you literally paid money so that people wouldn't pay student athletes money, dude. You paid money so people would keep paying you money. Oh, my God. And it's like, you're not innocent here whatsoever. You ever been in a losing argument and you know you're losing, but you're like, I'm going down with this shit. I'm not admitting I'm right yep. or I'm yep. wrong. Yep. That's what they're doing. Yep. And now they're like, we got to figure out a way. And then they switch the argument and they're like, We've always been on no, this, this side. No, this has always been the side of What are you what talking, talking about? about? You were the one that didn't want them paid. And everyone's like, what just what? happened? What did you just... You can't do that. You can't do that, dude. <laughs> Shut up, dude. Hey, you're lying. <laughs> it's so funny. So people are saying, like, they their motive definitely is still is to, like, keep their money. And so they think them saying they're going to start on this process is kind of like a cover-up. And they're not actually it's kind of a buffer. It. They're gonna stall for a long time and keep making their it's money. It's like when people owe you can. money and they're like, "Hey, you owe me fifteen bucks." Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll get it. Okay, well, and that's they like they don't. And then it's like a year later, like I never got my fifteen bucks. They die. Yeah. You never get your fifteen bucks. Like, Go to their sister. Hey, your brother died, or but he owes me fifteen bucks. I know this is a sensitive time, but <laughs> he owes me fifteen bucks. At, you're like, when, like anyone would like to say a word? You stand up. You're like, uh, he owed me fifteen dollars. I need someone here. <laughs> To cover for him. I don't know who's going to do it, but I'm not leaving until I get $15. <laughs> I'm going to... I was going to go too far. I was going to say, I'm going to pee on his grave until I get... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I thought that'd be actually messed up. That'd be super messed People up. People get offended at it. I offended everyone last week. I told them... I was... When I was editing On the, the podcast? Post, yeah, I was editing the post. Oh, and I said, and your children go away to college and become sluts. Or you're going to become oh, slutty. Yeah. <laughs> like, no one's commented on it, though, so... And it has a lot of views, so. That's true. <laughs> So funny. Oh man, it's so great. bad. Anyways, anything else you want to talk about about that? Hooray but, for student athletes! I used to be a student athlete. Not that they can make money. I was That's never good. an athlete, but I'm happy. I'm for actually them. really excited about it because, for all y'all that don't know, I played college tennis, and literally all, all of the other student athletes that I was with did drugs, like. And not like, not like they didn't smoke weed. Like, they did meth. And like, and like heroin. Like, there's this one. Snitch. There's this one dude. It's so funny. There's this one dude. Um, he was probably like the number two player on our team. He's from Brazil. Like, all the players on our team are from Brazil. Except for, except for me and another white dude. Um, everybody's from Brazil. They all speak Portuguese and a little bit of English. Broken English. And what, what he would do is he shows up in America to play on the team. Super good at tennis. Um... 
signs up for classes, goes to the first day, comes to practice, leaves for a month, <laughs> does a whole bunch of heroin, and what? just like parties it up in San Diego for a month. Comes back, comes to practice, goes back to like his classes to take his midterms or whatever like that. Um, oh my Leaves gosh. again for another month. Comes back around finals time, maybe like two weeks before finals. And did you have any games that he skipped out on? Uh, this is off season. Or ma- okay, off season. Okay. So it wasn't the biggest deal. Yeah. Um, comes back and this is his first semester, and so he comes to me and he's. He's probably like two years older than I am. I'm probably like 19 at the time. Yeah. He's like 21. And he comes to me, he's like, he's like, Derry, like, I have been here not for very long. And I always go to, um, to San Diego to have fun and do drugs. And, uh, and he was very <laughs> candid about all this. He tried, to, he tried to get me to like hide his drugs in my bag like one time. <laughs> and so, uh, he's like, I've been to my classes, um, two or three times. He's like, do you think... That's okay? Am I okay? <laughs> I was like, bro, there's no way you're still in those classes. They dropped you for sure, bro. There's no way you're there anymore. And so that was like the story with all of the student athletes there. Like, like the only reason me and that other like white dude had a chance on that team was because all the really good Brazilian players just like dropped. did nothing in school so they couldn't play. So oh, funny. man. It was great. That reminds me of the time where we were in Cambodia and we are doing a visa run. No, we were in Thailand doing a visa run in Cambodia. Mm. And... So in Thailand, you're not allowed to bring cigarettes into the country or really? playing cards for some reason. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing and it's, cards, yeah. it's really weird. But this guy, we were, like, in the back of the van, like, on our way back with, like, a bunch of different Thai people. Like, we're just, like, the only white people in this bus full of, like, Southeast Asians, and yeah. we don't speak any of the language. This was with me, was it? This was with you, me, and the girls on our outreach. Was this the last visa run? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't there. Oh, wait. Remember? I, I did my border hop in uh, Myanmar by myself. You did? Yeah, and then you guys went by yourselves on debrief. Oh, yeah. That's right. You did. Okay, so you weren't there. Yeah. Oh, okay, so what happened was we're, like, at the border, and then we're coming back, and the driver, like, hands me us something. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? And it's just, like, this box. And I was looking, and I was like, what is this? And I was going to take it because I thought, Bro, I don't know, like, and I just, you just, you don't reject things. Yeah, you, you accept things. gifts in it's Asia. Just, like, yeah, you don't, that's rude. But it was, like, super insistent. Like, kept shoving it in my hand and, like, rushing me. I was like, what is going on? Because, like, the police were around. And I noticed, and, like, one of the girls on our team took it. And then, I, or maybe I, like, Nina looked Robin. at it. I don't know. Oh, okay. But someone took it. And then we looked at it and we're like, oh, this is cigarettes. I was like, he's trying to get us to smuggle cigarettes into the country. I was like, screw you, buddy. And, like, I, I threw them back at him. I was like, no, dude, take them. And he's like, he like pushed them back in my hand. I was like, no, I'm not taking these, bro. Like, threw up my hands. I was like, get out of here. Like, if we get pulled over for any reason, they stop us. This and we're the foreigners fault. that they're probably going to check. <laughs> we're getting deported. Yeah, now. we're going to get so much. I was like, I'm not doing this. I was, I was so upset. And so we ended up going to, like, this, uh, uh, like, cross-dresser that sat in front of us. And I was just like, and the, like, she, he took them. And it we was. Got yeah, we got through, but I was just like, I cannot believe, like. That's crazy. This guy was really trying to get us to, like, do his dirty work. That's funny. I was so mad about it. That's hilarious. I was like, when you said your friend was like, can you hold my drugs? Can you hold my drugs? <laughs> so I was like, he was like, smuggle these cigarettes in this country. No, I'm a Christian missionary. I'm like, <laughs> only thing I'm smuggling is Bible. smuggling your drugs in, dude. <laughs> do it yourself. That's so funny. Um, Imagine, like, smuggling Bibles into a country and, like, getting cold feet and, like, looking at, like, the Middle Eastern dude next to you like, here, take these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So funny. You're like, you, yeah, you take these, dude. Oh, so bad. I'm not responsible for that anymore. <laughs> That's so funny. Speaking of other countries, let's get to our next, like, little cultural topic. Yeah. 
They killed an ISIS leader. Or the ISIS the leader. The ISIS leader. The guy. Well, Just we like, supposedly killed him. We still haven't seen Saddam Hussein's body. Okay, we, they No, yeah, but they have footage of this. They have footage of the, the of him getting shot? Yeah, it came out today. Oh. I, I don't know, not about him just getting shot. He blew himself up. Oh, yeah, I read about that. He blew himself up with a couple kids, right? Yep, a couple so kids. So messed up. It's crazy. Like, they, they did it at night, and I think they killed four women and uh, two men, including him. Well, they didn't kill him, but... Um, this is some caves. I think it was in a compound or something like that. I don't think it was a cave. I read it was a cave. Uh, well, I watched the video today, and it was definitely not a cave. Oh. Um, Fake news. Maybe there was caves underneath, like, the compound they were in or something like that. Or tunnels. I don't know. Anyways. Um, they went in, um, and he was like, I'm not getting out. So he blew himself up, but he, like, took two kids with him. Um, but apparently, like, the, the military forces were able to save, like, 11 other kids that Whoa. were there. Um, uh, at least it's good. And other women and stuff like that. Um, I don't know why four women died, but maybe, I don't know. Maybe there's a I cut, cut, cut in the crossfire. Yeah. But crazy. Like, it's people are making that comparison to, like, Haddam. Haddam. Haddam Hussein. Hussein, <laughs> I can't speak. Saddam Hussein. <laughs> and, like, Obama's presidency and, like, Trump and, like, this thing. Interesting. Yeah. Like, making those comparisons to, like, Al-Qaeda and ISIS and Saddam. And uh, this guy's name is... Um, <laughs> wait, what was it? What was it? Bag Daddy. Bag Daddy. Bag Bag Daddy. We were talking before we recorded. Like, <laughs> Derry's like, sounds like a SoundCloud dude, rapper. That's, that's my rapper name, dude. Bag Daddy. Bag H Daddy. <laughs> His name is literally spelled Bag H Daddy. Bag Daddy. With an I on the end. Yeah. Bag Daddy. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, you can definitely look up Bag Bag H Daddy on SoundCloud and get some fat beats on there for sure. Even if y'all all become SoundCloud rappers. That name's not taken anymore. It's not taken anymore. It's free. It was just eliminated, actually. So bad. So great. Bag H Daddy. Yeah. I, if I ever start, like, another gaming, like, thing, like, I start a game. Oh, like, no. Or email address, I'm definitely making Call of Duty. Bag H Daddy. Next Call of Duty game. It'd be, so It'd be fitting. Um, It'd be great. But speaking of the Middle East, also a couple weeks ago, Trump pulled out U.S. forces out of the... Turkey Syrian border. Yeah, right? that's a that's a huge conflict that I definitely yeah. don't know enough about to talk about. Well, all, I just saw a meme. It was like it said, "People mad at Trump for not pulling out troops in Turkey." Trump pulls out troops in Turkey. People mad at People Trump mad for at pulling out. Yeah, and then like so funny because they said like, "Okay, we won't bomb them," and then Trump's like, "Okay, I'm gonna leave." And they instantly start bombing. Yeah, like <laughs> the day after, there was like. So Shoot him! And it's like, are you kidding? It's like, yeah, like little kids. Yeah, it's like when the dad's like, hey, don't do it. Like, okay, we won't. Like, we won't. You turn like you even you just hear <laughs> something break. You're like, oh my, oh gosh. my gosh, so funny. I don't know. I mean, I do know a good amount about it, but like probably not enough to like have an educated conversation about it. Right. Yeah. I only follow memes. That's how I get, I get my news through memes. <laughs> so. Hashtag news through memes. <laughs> All news is fake, so why not memes? Oh my gosh, <laughs> kidding. It's so I, funny. I actually, because of this podcast, subscribe to multiple news sources on my phone. Nice. Just so I can know what's going on in the world. Nice. But nothing ever seems interesting to talk about. It's like... It's really interesting, dude. Life but it's like celebrities that like I don't care about. Yeah, that's stuff. true. The world's politics stuff, I'll, I'll pay attention to that. Yeah. But it's like... When we realize, like, crap's going down in other countries all the time. Yeah. It's insane. Like, I just found out the country, like, Cambodian pres, like, people, like, governmental powers... Are basically the same. They're the same political party that did the Khmer Rouge. Yeah, the exact same and, one. No one got but, kicked out. Well, that's a, well, they just, they pull pot 
got um he already died he like retired and right, like, right, right, right. he died uh, but one of the other leaders just got sentenced like re- very recently yeah but basically they it's like what ha- well I was talking to one of the people we know in Cambodia and he said basically what happens is like if any opposing party rises up they mysteriously go missing and no one knows Crazy. what happens so it's like kind of like the Khmer Rouge isn't like doing the Khmer Rouge anymore but they definitely still like kind of they could ha- they, they, they give that impression like if you guys get out of line, we will do it again. Yeah, that's crazy. It's really, I don't think they will because I think the world looks different in 2019 than it does in 20, in the 1970s. Yeah. And I think more, I think we know, we had as America, because we, we, because of us bombing Cambodia during the Vietnam War, mm. it gave rise to the Khmer Rouge somehow. Yeah, yeah. So but I think we know better now. And I don't we know like, enough about it. Yeah, I, I recently learned all this. Cool. But yeah. It's just like crazy, like all this stuff. Like we have our American politics, and all this stuff yeah. around the world happens. Like imagine, imagine like Hitler does all that terrible stuff to the Jews, and then like the German people like somehow overthrow him, right? Yeah. And like defeat him, but like we just are like, okay, you can stay in power, but don't do it again. All right, you Nazis, don't do it again. You, we're trusting, we're trusting you. You racist, fascist people. Don't do it again. Don't, don't do it. Not, it's like I, don't. Not, we're watching. You, don't not, do it again. That's not what you do. You execute all of them. Yeah. Or or you hire them to run NASA in America. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're not Don't talking about anyone, that. Dude. No one's ready for that? No, they're not ready yet. Oh, we should have a whole week on conspiracies. That'd be crazy. That'd be hilarious. That'd be, that'd be, people stop listening after that. I'm a conspiracist light, guys. Very light. 1% alcohol I'm like a light. closet conspiracist. Dude, you're, you're, you're a kombucha light conspiracist. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much conspiracy you do. I have about as much conspiracy, conspiracy, conspiracy in me as kombucha yes, does alcohol. Wow, that was like the worst sentence ever. I messed up all those words. That's great. <laughs> no, I thought about that. I was talking to someone about conspiracy recently. I was like, mm-hmm. maybe I am a conspiracy, like a closet conspiracist. Like, mm-hmm. I used to be way more adamant about it. Yeah. And then people started debating me. And I thought I know nothing to defend my points. I don't know anything. Like, I, I'd like, I would say my conspiracy opinions because I heard them on a podcast I listened to. Right. But I wouldn't know anything else to back it up. And people would, like, challenge me. I'd be like, frick, I'm, like, standing on sand. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, Definitely man. wrong. Dang it. And so then I was just like, so I still, I think for, I, I think I still hold on to some of my conspiracies, but, mm-hmm. like, more, the ones I can more grounded, like, I would be able to hold my own in a fight, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, like, more closeted now because I know people just get upset with it and it doesn't promote the gospel. So I'm yeah, like, yeah. Eh. Yeah, it's good. Well, let's. Move on to our main topic now yeah. that it's 45. 45 minutes in. Let's we should probably t- start it at We usually at start 30. at 45. Yeah, I think. We do like 45 of just like normal stuff and like talking about culture in our lives. And we do 45 of like the main topic and it usually works really great. Yeah, we have a lot to cover today. Like, we do. Next week might just be like our second to last whole time. What? Well, I'm not going to talk about it yet. No, I won't. You don't think so? No. It's a huge thing. Wait, what? I don't know what you're talking about. Let's, Bro. Just tell me later. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about, dude. When we get there, I'll tell you. This is what I was talking about. We should have made a whole week for this. Anyways, so what we're talking about this weekend, as you can tell from the title of the podcast, podcast? That was not a surprise, <laughs> is paradoxes in the Bible. So that if you don't know what a paradox is, it's basically something that seemingly doesn't make sense. Like, it says one thing. Yeah, so like, it's like says two different things. It's like, wait, how do you reconcile these two? Yeah, so it's basically two truths coming together. So like, one thing is true and another thing is true, but both of those things contradict each other, right? Or they but, look to. Yeah, they look to. So they both have to be true, 
but they also both seemingly contradict each other, right? Yeah. So we didn't want to do this in our contradictions episode um, because we don't think, like a paradox isn't necessarily a contradiction, it's Correct. a paradox. And Correct. so these things are things that have to be true, not contradictory, but also seem to be in opposition to each other or like can't exist together. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. And so um, there are many, many biblical paradoxes that are sort of like lesser paradoxes, but there are some bigger ones. So today we wanted to cover maybe a couple minor ones and then a couple heavier ones for you guys. If we can. Give, yeah. Just to give you guys kind of like a, an overview of some of the paradoxes in the Bible. Yeah. So, Derry, kick us off. What's the first paradox? All right. So our first paradox that we're talking about is the Christian life is hard and easy. Does that make sense? Yep. So <laughs> in the Bible, there's many verses that talk about how the Christian life is hard and how there's trials, suffering, tribulations, um, tribulations. Tribulations. If we're... <laughs> this is like... <laughs> it sounds like a... This episode, we are having the most trouble speaking. It's because it's late and we're in a van, dude. Tribulations. Tribulations. We got some tribulations we got. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, like, uh, it always says in the Bible, like, if you're a Christian, you should expect suffering, expect tribulations and stuff like that. Um, expect hardship. But also, the Bible says, like, in Matthew eleven thirty, my yoke is easy, my burden is light, right? So there's lots of different places where it talks about how it's hard and easy. It seems to be, like in a, like a contradiction to each other or sort of a paradox. What do you think about that one? I think both, well, yeah, like you said, both have to be true, right? Yeah. So the Christian life is easy in like theory and like the concept is very easy mm-hmm. to understand, mm-hmm. but I think it's a practicality that gets hard, you know? Okay. Because it's very easy to like, because basically for a Christian life, you believe in Jesus and have faith in Jesus and obey him. Mm. That's theoretically really easy. Yeah. And then practically walking out like, oh my gosh, obeying him means giving up my rights all the time. Yeah. And you just realize how much pride you have and like, frick. Mm-hmm. And then there's like, there's social tribulations where it's like, oh, being a Christian means I'm going to be ostracized by the public. Yeah. Because, and if you think about it, it's, it's way more spiritual than we, we I think, initially assumed. And that's why it's harder because mm-hmm. once we say we're a Christian, then we have all the, like, evil spiritual things attacking us yep, because they yep. want to pull us that's down. I want to say. So that's like one of the big things that makes it hard is that like you're, you're in a war. That's all that Christians don't understand is that you're legitimately in a war and you're fighting against the kingdom of darkness. Yes, they've been defeated on the cross, Yeah. but you still have to take that territory. Kind of like when David defeated Goliath, Israel still had to take over the Philistines' territory, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So God defeated satan through the cross but we have to take the territory which is saving souls which is like evangelizing and discipling and teaching people to obey jesus yeah and it's hard because you have spiritual warfare coming at you you have social constructs kind of restricting you yeah you have a lot of things that are trying to people weigh you don't down. want to hear you people don't want to hear you they're maybe and, governments that are systematically oppressing you right and then it comes to the point where it's like your your motives are good and pure and like you want to help them but they don't want the help they don't see the yeah. help you know yeah. and and it's also emotionally trying, I think, also when you get the heart of God for people and you realize a lot of them are not following him and yeah. they are going to be separated from him. Yeah. It's really sad and it's like emotionally weighing down to like, oh my gosh. But it's easy in the way that you can come back to Christ and Christ is your support and Christ is your fulfillment. Yeah. So I think as a Christian, you don't lack fulfillment. Mm-hmm. You don't lack joy. You don't lack like intimacy because you have it in Christ. Mm-hmm. And there's some aspects where like it could be there hum- and, like metaphysically, right? Mm-hmm. But it's easy because you have that close intimacy of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Lord. Yeah. But it's hard 
because you're in a war and there's opposition. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think? I have a very similar view, I think. Um, I think a little more simply, though, um, that um, everything you said about, like, the opposition part is I agree with totally. Like, the Bible says that this road, like, the Christian life is hard. Like, the road that leads to salvation is hard. Mm -hmm. Right? Promise. It's promised in the Bible. Must be true. Um, It's obvious, like... Our lives aren't easy. We're both fighting the same battle that everybody in the world as a human being has to fight in being human and having a sin nature and being in a fallen world and all the bad stuff that happens here. We're fighting that war. We're also fighting the war of the spiritual realm um, against uh, our enemy, which is the devil, right, and all of his forces. And so it's like doubly hard in that sense, just like you said. But I think the thing that makes it so easy is that the Bible says that... Um, like when you have your life in Christ, the presence of God is fullness of joy, mm-hmm. right? So when you have his presence, it's fullness of joy. And then it also says the joy of the Lord is our strength. So when we have the presence of God and we have that joy, that joy becomes our strength. Right. And all of a sudden, our burden becomes very light, right? Like Christ says, my burden is light, yeah. right? And so I would say because of that like fullness we have, it also has to do with like control. And when we have surrendered everything to God and we get his presence the more we surrender the more we get his presence right Um, when we surrender our control and our lives more and more over to God especially our decisions we make all of that burden isn't on our back anymore it's on God right like like we we don't have the burden of like at least right now we don't have the burden of maybe most young people our age of like oh I gotta get a house I gotta get a good job I gotta do this and they're like so like they're rushing to get things done yeah and we just know that, like, God will instruct us where to go and he'll provide when he does. Right. Where we so go. that burden's not on our back. Like, we've surrendered everything we have. Like, all of our possessions, all of our clothes, like this podcast, our families, everything is surrendered to God. And we've laid down our rights for those things. And if God decides to take them, they're not ours in the first place. They were never ours. So it's right. not like skin off our back if they go away. We can still mourn. We can still feel emotions and stuff like that. Um, but it's just different. You yeah. know, I don't feel the weight of those things. It's not a burden for me. Yeah, I really like what you said just now about, um, like, they're not ours in the first place. I think what makes it hard for a lot of Christians is they want to follow God, but they don't have the mindset of everything they have is not theirs. Yeah. Right? Like, you're ba- everything you have is basically on loan. Like, all the money you have is because God's allowed you to have that, right? That's like, when I realized that, it changed my whole perspective. I stopped worrying about finances when I realized... God will give me as much as I need when I need it in the right time. Yeah. And it's like so freeing because I'm not stressed, I'm not anxious. I'm just like, I can have my attention focused on the person in front of me and serving them. Yeah. Right. And it's like when you, when you, cause as a Christian, you have to surrender control to God because God is your king, yeah. a good king too. And yeah. a king provides for his people. Yep. And everything in the kingdom is the kings, even the houses, right? Yep. You see that in... Um, when Joseph was like in charge of all of Egypt and the people like sold their land to him, yeah. they got to keep their houses, but not they just sold good, it to him. Yeah, it wasn't great, but it's now Pharaoh's, right? Like, so yeah. Pharaoh said, Hey, make this flat. They're like, no, it's my house. It's like, no, it's not. It's actually mine. Yeah. So if God says like, Hey guys, I want you to surrender this podcast and lay it down for a season. It's like, we'll do that. Like it's, it's God's podcast. We're his servants and we trust that he is good to bring it back if it's his will for our life. Yeah. And so yep. it's like, and that's the thing, right? You have to give up your trust or give, not give up your trust, give up your things and trust to God. Yeah, exactly. I think that's about everything I want to say for that, that paradox. Both our lives are easy and hard. Yeah. Um, but it is, it is, it's a more explainable paradox. And I think some of the other ones are a little more like, um, mysterious. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mysterious. And just like, 
more logically and philosophically harder to explain. Than nah, dude. Everything's easy. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. For sure, for sure. Um, there you go. Derry legitimately gave me micro-anxiety one time. We were talking about the Trinity. And he's like, how do we explain that? I was like, oh, dude, it's easy. We were texting. I texted him. I was like, easy money. And he's like... And then he waited. I was playing it was worship. worship. Yeah. yeah. I was playing the cajon during worship. And he waited a full two-hour worship set to text me and say, hey, I need to talk to you real quick. <laughs> and I was like, frick, is he mad at me? Like, what did I do to this guy? And then he's like, I need you to explain why the Trinity is easy. And I was like, that, <laughs> that was, you waited two hours? I was joking. <laughs> it's not easy. I was like, yeah. It's like, bro, that's like the hardest thing to explain. Like, <laughs> like I, I think that a lot of people just say, like, you can't explain a lot of things um, when you actually can. Like, that's why we have this podcast, to explain stuff like that, that usually people would or say, like... To. Yeah, the people would say, like, I, you, don't, you can't find the answer for those things. You have that faith, right? And there's not a lot of things you think you just got to have faith for. But, like, a lot of these paradoxes are things that can be hard to explain, and that's why we're talking about them. So, like, yeah. um, stuff like the Trinity and stuff like that is, is fairly difficult to tackle. So I was like, when you said I was like, bro, it's not... <laughs> You're wrong. You're definitely wrong. Like, if a non-Christian was like, "Bro, you believe in the Trinity? Like, how do you explain that?" I'd be like, "Throw my hands up in there, dude. I don't know. I can explain it. I can explain it to you, but it's gonna sound weird." I'm like, "Are you ready for this?" (laughs) I was in a Greece. I think I said this on the podcast before. Yeah, I was in Greece and talking to a Muslim guy. He's like, "Ethan, what's one plus one plus one?" I was like, three He's like, "Right." He's like, "Why does a Christian say one plus one plus one is one?" I was like, "Because it is." And he's like, "What do you mean?" I was like, I'm just, so funny. I was like, I was just giving him a hard time. But no, it's a, it's a good question. So we're going to, that's one of the things we want to yeah, talk about. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Okay, spoiler alert. That's what I said we should have a whole show on. That's what I was trying to get at. The Trinity. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we could. We could totally do. I've watched hour and a half videos on just the Trinity. <laughs> All right, we got to move along. We're not going to get to all the stuff we want to talk about. <laughs> okay, so um, the next one is another uh sort of low, not low ball, but sort of like softball kind of one. Yeah. Um, not super deep. Um, and it's called, like, the paradox actually has a name instead of just, like, calling it whatever we wanted to call it. It's called worthless workmanship, right? So it's the the idea that we are worthless, right? But we're yeah. also his workmanship. And right. Like, a, something that he said is very good, right? So to quote some verses for you, um, there's Luke 17.1 that says, We are worthless servants. Uh, there's Romans 5.10 that says we are enemies of God. Isaiah 64.6 says... Um, all of us have become like ones who are, who are unclean, and all of our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We are all shriveled up like a leaf, and like the uh, wind, our sins sweep us away, right? Um, mm-hmm. There's one more in Ephesians uh, 2.10 that says, we're his workmanship, though, right? Which is oh, the, you're getting to the good part now. Yeah, the counter. Oh, I was like, that's a good verse. I was like, what's he... <laughs> yeah, it's another one that's like, it's the opposite of that, right? Like, where his workmanship... Um, and, like, you can tell throughout Scripture, there's yeah. way more verses about how much God, like, loves us. He wouldn't have done all this if he didn't love us, right? And yeah. if he didn't see some sort of value in us to... Well, I mean, he did it when we were valueless, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it's sort of that paradox of we're... Like, the Bible says everything we, we do is terrible. Yeah. And, like... We, is, we are enemies of God and worthless. Is any So I know the Bible is God's word to us, but are any of those scriptures like God's direct like quote like from a prophet saying we're worthless? Or is that like man saying that condition in our, like our sinful condition? Uh, I can tell you who wrote all the books, but I don't know who's uh, like the exact speaking in all of them. Okay. Yeah, like I'm not sure in the Luke verse when he says we are 
uh, we are worthless servants who's speaking in that. Okay. Because, what verse is that exactly? Luke 17? Uh, 17, 1. Okay. Yeah. Um, because it's interesting because I think you can't say that... I understand why people say humanity is worthless. Mm. And I think that what they're talking about is in our sinful nature, we have become worthless and deserving of punishment. Absolutely. And, and that. Absolutely. But to say we are worthless in our like being, mm-hmm. I think is wrong. Because that's right. to say that God created something without value, and mm-hmm. I don't think God does that. Yeah. I think everything God creates has value. So the fact that mm-hmm. you're created tells you that you have value. Like, So if you're breathing and you're listening, you have value on the sole fact that you are breathing and living. Yeah. There's like you kind know? of the twofold of being a child of God. It's kind of different kinds of children of God. We're one, we're a child of God because we're created by him, right? Yeah. We, we have, or we don't have right now. I mean, well, we, you and me do. But yeah. um, like when you're not a Christian... You have a sin nature. So it's like who you are, right? Your nature, your very nature, like um, what you were born as is a sinner, right? Yeah. And as soon as you get saved, you it's it's debatable whether people say you don't have a sin nature anymore or not. Um, a lot of it's semantics. But it's, it's a very fun debate, and it's a very good debate, um, whether or not we just battle against the flesh or we have uh, a sin nature still. Um, but in my opinion, I would say we now take on a new nature and the nature of Christ and mm-hmm. you know the old has passed, the new has come. Yeah. Um, we now have a nature that's that like the nature of Christ. And we no longer have a sin nature. We struggle against the flesh, the flesh, right? Yeah. You said it was Luke seventeen one. Yes. Because that says he said to his disciples, "It is inevitable that stumbling blocks come, but woe to him who through or to him through whom they come." Hmm, maybe it's eleven, and I accidentally oh. uh, deleted a one or something like that. 11. Or maybe it's sixteen. I guess 16. I just wrote it down wrong. Uh. Yeah, maybe you wrote it down. I don't see it. But okay, I might wrote it down wrong. Just Google yeah. the "We Are Worth the Servants." Okay, look first or something like that. We are. And you'll probably find it. Um. Anyways, do you have any other thoughts on like this whole concept that we're both worthless, but like his workmanship? Yes. I was just gonna piggyback off what you said. It's so it's yeah, it's seventeen ten. Oh, seventeen ten. Yeah. So it I says so. You two, when you do all things which are commanded, you say. We are unworthy slaves. We have done only that which we ought to have done. Mm-hmm. Who's speaking? Okay, so that's Jesus. Okay. And he's saying... Um, he's kind of a prophet. Yeah. So I'll just read. Since it's only 10 verses, I'll just read the whole okay. beginning. It says, He said to his disciples, It is inevitable that stumbling blocks come, but woe to him whom they come. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea than he would cause one of these little ones to stumble. Be on guard. If your brother sins, rebuke him. If he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times a day and returns to you seven times saying, I repent, forgive, or I repent, forgive him. The apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. And he, and the Lord said, if you had faith like a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and be planted in the sea and it would obey you. Which of you having a slave plow or tending sheep will say to him when he has come from a field, come immediately and sit down and eat. But will he not say to him, prepare something for me to eat and properly clothe yourself and serve me while I eat and drink, and afterward you may eat and drink? He does not thank the slave because he did the things that were commanded, does he? So you too, when you do all the things which are commanded you, say we are worthless slaves, unworthy, or we have done only that which we have ought to done. Does that make sense? I think I read that right. Yeah. So I think that's talking about obedience to Christ Mm -hmm. and not expecting anything more than like like if you like if you just are a christian 
mm-hmm. right? And you do the bare minimum requirement of being a Christian, like whatever that may look like, mm-hmm. don't be entitled to receive more. Yeah. It's know? definitely talking about the role of both servant and but master yeah. and who we are to Jesus and like the things he commands us to do for sure. Yeah. It has that um, mindset though. Like the, the, the servant has the mindset, like I'm unworthy. Yeah. 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 But I think and, there definitely is an element of when you're a sinner, you, it's, it's just like what we talked about a few weeks ago when we said like, when you sin, you're a sinner. Like when you yeah. lie, you're a liar. It becomes who you are. When you have a nature of sin, God hates that. And he puts no worth in sin. And that's yeah. who you are, right? That's your nature. So in that sense, you're worthless because God hates everything that like you as a sinner are. But he still loves the creation that you are and that he created you and you are his child. Yes. And he intended you to have a nature like his, right? And so we're all created in the image of Christ still. So we still... um sort of bear that, right? Right. And so that's the part of us that is that is beautiful and, and worth something. But in a sense, we are also worthless. So I think it is still a paradox where... Like, oh, yeah. I, I agree with you. Yeah. yeah where we're, I, we're worthless, but we also have so much worth in Christ. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to piggyback off what you said about how the, the new creation, right? I think that's the difference. Mm-hmm. Like, it says we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus per, for good works prepared beforehand. Yeah. You know, that we should live them out. And, like, that whole idea is, like, you have, you're a good workmanship because you are in Christ now. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, you are a new creation. Your identity has changed. And that's, like, I think the the biggest thing is, like, you're no longer that sinner. You know, you are now created. Like you said, behold, the new has come, the old past. Like, that's it. That's, That's the silver bullet to, like. You are you're God's workmanship, and you have value. You had value all the whole time, but now you're like His handiwork. His yeah, like he's set apart. Like the Bible yeah. talks about how you're set apart. Like that's, that's what the whole word holy, holy means. means. Yeah. And so you're set apart, and it's kind of like having like fine china. Like you wouldn't use fine china plates for everyday use. Right. You, know, you set them apart; they have a different worth, but the other plates still have worth. Right. Cool. I think it's a pretty good topic. Yeah. Definitely. Is there anything else you want to say about it? Nope. That's all my thoughts. Cool. I think yeah, that's all my thoughts too. Um, we definitely, it's, it's very interesting like reconciling both of those things in like the worthlessness but also the. Yeah. And, and that, that like knowing, I guess I would tag this on, mm-hmm. knowing you are God's workmanship and knowing you have so much value mm-hmm. is not an excuse to be entitled and say like, oh, like I'm God's workmanship. I get, I should get this and this and this. Like you still have to have the humility of like you don't deserve your workmanship status. Right, and that's what that whole verse is about because he's yeah. not speaking to people that are sinners. He's speaking to people that his are disciples. saved, his disciples. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there, it's like you would say like, like you still have to have that mindset like I'm unworthy of everything I have and it, it turns to gratitude. Mm-hmm. And like it's not false humility where you're like just being sad all the time and moping around. It's actually pride. It's like right. a real humility where you're like, man, God, like, I'm so grateful for, like, who you've created me to be, and I'm just going to use this to serve everyone else around me. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Pretty cool. All right. All right. Let's move on to the big dogs. This is the big dog. Okay, good. We got 20 minutes. The big boys. We got two of them. I guess we do 10 minutes each. Or yeah. maybe we'll do 15 minutes each. We might go a little over an hour and a half this time. Depends on how fast we can get through of them. Maybe we'll just be stuck and never get through either of them. We'll, we'll see. see. What, we'll see what happens. We'll see. So... I'll give you a choice, okay? We can see which one we want to hit first. I know which one I want to hit first. I'll name both of them. So, you want to hit the Trinity first, or you want to hit, um, like, the unity of God being man and also fully deity? I want to hit the Trinity first. All right. Let's go with the Trinity. That's the one I had in order anyway. So, So, Trinity. Talk to me about it. Okay. So, 
I want to throw out this knowledge, this historical content. Are you guys going to be like, wow, Ethan's knowledge. really smart? Knowledge. Some knowledge. <laughs> you guys are like, wow, Ethan's really smart. Guess what? I just heard Steve Gregg talk about this. <laughs> the guy I mentioned earlier who's super smart. So, because we were talking about Jehovah Witnesses and how they don't believe in Trinity. Yeah, yeah, And you want, to, you want to define the Trinity first before you talk about it a little bit? The Trinity is the belief that God is three persons in one entity or being. So there's God the Father, God as mm-hmm. Jesus, God which is the Son, and then God the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And it's hard because the word Trinity is not in the Bible. Yeah. But Jesus calls himself God. But Jesus mm-hmm. also says God is the Father and he's greater than I am. And right. then the Bible talks about how the Holy Spirit is God. Mm-hmm. And and so there's all these different, like the Bible talks about how Jesus is God, but God is also the Father that's separate from Jesus, but God is also the Spirit that the Father will send. Yeah. So it's like, They're whoa. all separate persons. Yeah, it's like, how the frick does that make sense? Yeah. That's why people get upset because they're like, you're telling me three different things and you're trying to make it all seem like the same. Yeah. And, and if you want to sound smart to all your, your friends, you can say the word... A hyperstatic union, yeah. which is the, the theological term for the Man, Trinity. Theological terms. I learned a new one this week. Yeah. I was going to talk about the random. I'll just briefly hit on it. It's called complementarianism. You didn't know about complementarianism before? I heard that, and I was like, what the frick does that mean? Egalitarianism, complementarianism. I like, Well, complementarianism is just like the belief that men and women have different roles. Yeah. It's such we a simple... We complement each other. Yeah. It's such a simple definition for just a big word. I was disappointed. Yeah. Anyways... Back to the Trinity. So disappointed. <laughs> the Trinity um, was actually formulated for the first time 300 years after Christ at the Council of Nicaea. Yep, Council of Nicaea. So, and that was just a bunch of Christian leaders coming together and figuring out what they actually want to believe about Christianity and what they deem as like, this is biblical, this is not, this is like scripture and whatnot. <coughs> so at the Council of Nicaea, that's when the trinity doctrine was finally nailed down and they like hashed it out and they're like okay this is what we are going to say christians believe and even then a group a sect of christianity which is a lot of them called the i think it's called the arians which is kind of a trigger word because world war ii yeah, yeah but they took they, they were like the arian christians took a long time to come around to that as well mm-hmm. now fast forward 1700 years i think about my math is correct and it's the most, it's like widely accepted in Christian circles that the Trinity is a thing. Right. Although the word Trinity is not in the Bible, I believe it can be biblically proven. Okay. And I think it can be explained. I'd agree mostly, I think. It's just very hard to explain. And I think the mindset we have to have when we're discussing it is that God is God and we are not. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that means that we ha- we can't limit to God to what we understand physics to be. Sure. Right? So, like, sure. when people, like, talk about, like, we, like, I talked to a girl in um, Malaysia, and she was, con- like, confused at how God could raise from the dead. If he was dead, like, how did he come back to life? Yeah. And then the guy I was with was like, well, I mean, if he's God and he created everything, it's not that hard for him to do <laughs> It's that. actually pretty easy. Right? So, that's the th- type of thing. We think of God as God mm-hmm. in light of creator of everything, and we don't know everything. We have to be like, okay, well, like, he's not a liar. Yeah. And we believe the Bible is true, yeah. and the Bible talks about all these things. So we have to understand that, yes, it can be explained biblically, and I think somewhat logically, mm-hmm. but also we're I think we're somewhat limited as humans to not understand completely 100%, you know? Yeah. Like, I can understand how an engine of a, of a car works 100%. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to understand God 100% because he's of infinite. Of course, yeah, because he's infinite. Yeah. I would say the Trinity is the thing that escapes my understanding the most out of anything that I studied in the Bible. 
is the Trinity. Like I, I think logically you can explain a lot of stuff. Yeah. Very well. That's why we started the podcast. Yeah, but I don't. I can't explain to you logically the Trinity. Like I just, I can explain it to you. Yeah, we can, can tell you the verses. I can, we can, I can yeah, give I can, you metaphors. I can show you why. I can prove it biblically, right? Yeah. But I can't. I can't logically tell you how like it works. Right. You know what I mean? I can't do that. It's like the thing that I have faith. Like I have faith in the Bible through all the things that I've studied to believe the Trinity. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, there's, and we we never want to just have blind faith, right? So when we say we have faith in the Bible, it's not blind faith. It's the faith that. Christianity makes the most sense. Yeah. And like the Bible makes the most sense and it stood the test of time. Like if you like the statistics of why the Bible can be trusted is insane. Mm -hmm. Right. And we can have, we should have a whole podcast on that one time, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's nuts. Right. And so it's like, okay, if the Christian, if the overwhelming evidence Mm -hmm. says that Christianity is true and then Christianity says that God is three in one. Yeah. I have to deem that this is true. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people, go to really extreme lengths to try to explain the Trinity. The Trinity. <laughs> this is a great episode. <laughs> it's a great episode. The Trinity. Um, and they get into some wacky stuff. Like oneness theology and um, and like tritheistic theology. That's and a third word I've never heard before. Tritheist, yeah, tritheistic. It's just that like it's, it's different than the gospel, right? It, it, they'd be worshiping three gods Three, oh, three. Is that monotheistic? Yeah. Oh, okay. So we're monotheists, one. right? Where we believe in one God, but they would be like tritheists, so they would believe there's oh, okay. three gods. Um, but that's not what we are, right? We're monotheists. Yeah. There's one God in three persons yeah. of the God, right? Okay. It's very interesting, and and uh, one the oneness theology would be that um, there are actually not three persons, distinct persons, but yeah. they're one God, and it's. Uh, three different expressions, not persons, of who he is. Kind of like how a human could be like a businessman at work and then the father at home yes. and then a friend with his yes, guys. like that, which I think breaks down very fast. It's just like how people try to explain it as like, um, you know, a mile has lots of feet in it, right? Yeah. And lots of like centimeters and all that kind of different yeah, stuff, like, right? Well. In it. And like, okay, but that's not like, that's still the same thing. It's yeah. still like a, a unit of measurement. It's not a and, person. And the Holy Spirit, Jesus, and the Father are distinctly different. Yeah, they're distinct persons. Like you and me and someone else are all different persons. Yeah. Right? Um, what, something I thought was interesting, um, that I've always thought is interesting, is the same word um, in Hebrew. Um, which is um, e. I'm not gonna say this correctly, but it's uh, uh-huh. e- yeah, exactly. <laughs> dude. I was gonna say e chad. <laughs> e chad. I'm assuming it's echad, echad just because yeah. it sounds Middle Eastern. Yeah, yeah. That's the only reason, I, dude. I did. I didn't even show like, you my notes or anything like you that. Did. You did. Oh yeah. Them. yeah. Echad. Echad. Anyways, yeah. we can say echad. It's not, we make we sound smart. That's so funny. Well, we didn't because I said E-Chad, dude. <laughs> it's freaking e All the Hebrews like, the okay, we just pray to E-Chad. <laughs> and so the same word for uh, for it is E-Chad, which is the same word used uh-huh. for for uh, marriage, right? Like the the sort of Trinitarian uh, view you can have of marriage of, of you and another person, uh, a woman, and God marrying and becoming one flesh. Yeah, right? and that's how Steve Greg talked about it today. Yeah, there's three persons in one unity, in one union. Not um, for the Trinity. Well, for the Trinity, it's not. I was just yeah. saying, we're, yeah. not, yeah. Not, yeah. we're not doing that. We're not advocating that. But, oh, goodness, um, so low. 
for the sake of sort of comparison, trying to understand the Trinity, it's the same word used um, yeah. when it's talked about marriage, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, Anything else you want to say? Oh, yeah. Trinity is super easy to explain. I'm going to tell hey, you. Super easy. Right now, explain it. Okay. Two words. Okay. Fidget spinner. Oh, right. bro. <laughs> bro, I'm bringing a fidget spinner on evangelism every time. <laughs> hey, you want to know how to explain God? Look at this. Okay. Three separate things. Spin it. It's <laughs> one. It's one. <laughs> Eggs. Eggs. Bro. Gas. H2O. It can be ice, water, gas. That's how I understood <laughs> as a kid. I was like, I was like, as a kid, I was generally convinced it was like super easy to understand. I was like, why does everyone have a problem with this? It's like water. I didn't do it for a long time. And then I like, I, was like, this isn't I hard thought about it. I was guys. like, oh my gosh, we have God's infinite. I'm that wrong. means that means God's always been Jesus. From yeah. the beginning of creation, Jesus existed. And that's yep. what John 1 talks about, right? Yep. And then I think also Colossians talks about like he's the preeminence of something like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But then it's like, Okay, if God's infinite, he was always Jesus. But yeah. then his spirit hovered over the waters in Genesis. So he's always Holy Spirit. But he was also on, always on his throne. So he's always the Father. Yep. And it was like, he's forever. And you can't even say forever because that include, that, that assumes a beginning and just a not ending. Right. But he's infinitely always been, without beginning, without end, the three separate entities simultaneously being one. And he yep. says, let's create man in our image, mm-hmm. which means... We're, he's probably talking about Jesus because Jesus was the, like has was a man, right? Yeah. And it just I'm getting freaked out right now just thinking about like I'm just I'm getting worked up now thinking about God never had a beginning. Like you just always think like, yeah. okay, he was there at the beginning. Well, what is the beginning? Beginning, like what? what, what, what there's a fancy, the, the beginning. The word beginning entails a start. Yeah. And a start entails bound by time. Yep. But God's not, so there was no start. Yep. It's crazy. And now you want to talk about, how, like, see how you can't really understand God? Like, you try just try to understand God and, like, that's when I fall on my knees in worship. That's when I'm, like, really, like, oh, my yeah. gosh, God, you are big. Yeah, I think that's a good place to bring people to, like, if a non-Christian is asking you about the Trinity, is you bring them to, like, just a, log- a logical conclusion, not even, like, a, a Christian conclusion, right? But you bring them to the logical conclusion of, okay, either matter is infinite or there's a God that's infinite. And my argument would be that it's God. And if God's infinite us in our finite minds can never understand him and bring him to like the vastness of, of yeah. like what that statement is that a God exists. And then you, if they're talking about the Trinity, you say, bro, like again, if, if we're talking about God and understanding him, we can't, like we're lucky we get to ex- like understand we're as just, much as we like, do. The fact that we're talking about God and the way we are on this podcast and trying to break down how to live a Christian life and discipleship to God mm-hmm. in a practical ways is insane. It's like, this is probably the hardest endeavor you could ever have as a human being. Yeah. And so if someone does ask you that, you're like, bro, like, this is, like, the thing, like, you can't understand God completely. Yeah. And this is, like, the part where it, like, starts to escape our logic. You this know? is this is when we run out. Like, this is, like, we can exasperate every resource mm-hmm. in the entire world to try to explain the Trinity and, the crea- like, God's existence. And, like, we're just going to have a headache and probably be terrified because you're like, man, like, how can I... Like, I just don't understand how you can think about the vastness of God and then not worship him, right? Yeah. Like, it's like, it's even if you don't like him, mm-hmm. you should, like, fall at your feet and be like, God, I don't understand you. Yeah. But, like, man, you are you are holy. You're it's not like, like a, us. Like Shia Lin, who's a Christian rapper, one of his lines says, our, our understanding of theology should always lead to more doxology. Um, so theology being that our understanding of God and doxology meaning um, 
our worship or how we worship, how we understand worship, right? So the more we learn about God and how awesome he is, the more we should be on our faces worshiping him, right? It's pretty crazy and pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, 100%. Yep. Um, I, I totally agree with you, though. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to be super honest with you. I know I just said, yeah, but laptop was about to die. 5%. 5%. So we moved from the van to an office. Yep. It was about, <laughs> it's like 11 o'clock at night right now, so I'm, everybody just finished doing their uh, their prayers. So it was free. Yeah, but we're going to keep this momentum going. We've got like 10 more minutes in the podcast, about maybe 13. Yeah, maybe longer. Yeah, we'll see. So we just covered... Uh, briefly, the Trinity, the problem of the Trinity, and trying to understand God, but also um, we believe the Bible can back it up. So do we have Bible verses to support these v- verses? I can give you, like, obscure areas in the Bible where to go. Yeah, I mean, I can too, but I don't have any, I think, Pacific. Pacific. <laughs> yes, you do. You live in Hawaii. Pacific. <laughs> yeah. If you want references, um, John, anywhere from John 13 to 15, talks about Holy Spirit being God. Um, Jesus, I think it's in John 8, says that he and the Father are one. Yep. And oh, just read the Gospels. Like, yeah. You'll figure it out pretty fast. Yeah, just read the Bible. It's in there. It's in there. <laughs> read the whole Bible. <laughs> All right, so is there anything else you want to say about the Trinity? No, I think we're good on the Trinity. Okay. Yeah. I we definitely, that was like, okay, just so we, we are aware that that was a very brief, very, brief. very, very brief just like talk about it. We can talk so much more about the Trinity. We understand that that's yeah. like a 10 minute segment on yeah. something that could last hours. Yeah, to make it clear, the paradox that there, it can be explained, but the paradox is that it's three persons in one being, one God, right? So three distinct personalities, right? And one, um, one God. Yeah. Right. And so they both, that is both, both those statements are true. They're both three persons, they're, but they are also one God, right? And we use the word echad or echad to uh, <laughs> to describe how in the union of marriage it's like two separate individuals but right. one right yeah. there you would call them one flesh yeah you they're, know? they're they are and one not in one though is a very distinct uh, thing that like uh, Martin Luther pointed out in the Reformation that he said that um, the Trinity says that God is three in one when technically he's three and one. Yeah, right. there are three... Three persons and one God. With, they all have the same will in mind. They all have, they all agree on everything. They're not like... Right. It's not like a democracy where the two outrule the one. They're always all three unified, unified yeah. in their will and decisions and how they operate. Mm-hmm. But they're three individual separate... Like, you said it's like three who's and one what. Is that what you said earlier this year when we were talking about no. it? You didn't say that? that? Oh, okay. No, I was talking to someone who said it's like... It's like the one essence of being God, but three distinct hmm. ways of doing it simultaneously all at once. Interesting. All right. Well, we're going to move to our last paradox, which all hopefully right. we can cover in the short amount of time we have left. Yep. Um, and this is Jesus being fully God and fully man, not having a mixed, like he's partially God, partially man, or like his manness is mixed with his godness, but right. being, having humanity and deity unified, not mixed, but unified in, in one body. Mm-hmm. In Colossians it says, um, I forget where in Colossians, I think it's three something. It says that the, the fullness of deity, uh, well, bodily in him, right? So yeah. there's many, many, many scriptures to, to say that uh, God was absolutely deity, but also fully man, right? And we can see he struggles as a man all the time, 
like in the forty day fast. Um, in John six, he got hungry. He gets hungry. He grows weary, right? Yeah. And uh, he slept he gets, a lot. Yeah, he gets tempted or tested, depending on how you want to interpret that. Tempted or, or in every way. Um, by the devil, and you can see he's more, or he obviously doesn't give in, but he tempts him when a human being naturally would be more susceptible when they're weary or weak after not eating for forty days. Um, and you can see that Jesus was human, like he he bled, he cried, he had emotions. Um, everything that it was to be human, he had. Like, um, we have a high priest that can sympathize with our struggles, right? As Hebrew would say. Yeah. So, we can see God is definitely, or, well, Jesus was definitely a man who is also, like, the fullness of deity God. Um, not mixed, but separate, but also, like, dwelling in Jesus. So, he didn't, he wasn't always man. Jesus used to be just fully deity. Yeah. Um, but then took on flesh, right? So there's a point where he became man because man is a created being. Um, so always God, not always man, but now will forever be God and man. Yes. Both of those things. So he didn't like go back to just being fully deity. Now he's God and man um, sitting right hand of God. Um, yep. On his throne. And so, like John 10, 30 says, this is Jesus talking, he says, I and the Father are one. Mm-hmm. Right? But it also talks like there's more. There's Bible verses that say, where are my notes? Um, like John 14, 28, John, or Jesus says that the Father is greater than he is. Mm-hmm. I will read that right now. John 14, 28. We'll go there. Mm-hmm. And we'll fill up this, uh, while, we'll fill while, up this negative space with my voice. <laughs> while you're going through the verse, I want to clarify something I said earlier. I think I said that the Trinity was the hyperstatic union. Um, that's wrong. I'm sorry. I meant... Um, Jesus being fully man, fully God is the hyperstatic union. Okay. I messed up there. Um, but yeah, so the that is what is considered the theological term for Jesus being fully God, fully man. That relationship between God and man in Jesus Christ is called the hyperstatic union. Yeah, so if you really want to sound super smart, go to your pastors and be like, hey, how do I reconcile the hyperstatic union and how I pray to Jesus? And also... Um, what does the implementations of <laughs> implementations of complementarianism factor into today's culture and society? Yep. And be like, uh, do you want to serve the church? <laughs> like, so you want to come on staff? Yeah. So you want to become a youth pastor? <laughs> Unless you're a woman, then you can't preach. But. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> we should talk about John MacArthur's comment this last week for We're culture. What John Carlos say? Let's not talk about it. Let's talk about it. Here. <laughs> we don't have enough time. <laughs> keep going. We'll keep talk going. about it maybe next week. <laughs> women can teach. So John fourteen twenty eight. So yeah, we believe women can teach. Yeah. This is. Uh, you heard that. This is Jesus speaking. He said, "You heard that I said to you, I go away, and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced because I go to the Father. For the Father is greater than I. And right there, Jesus says the Father is greater than him. Mm-hmm. Right." So it's kind of like balancing the two, like, oh, wait, he said the, great, the Father's greater than him, but mm-hmm. he also says him and the Father are one, so how do we reconcile that? Mm-hmm. And I think it goes back to kind of how we talked about the Trinity, too, where they're like, they're three separate, like, I don't want to say entities, because that entails, like, being, and I don't, I don't know how to, like, yeah. understand that necessarily, like we said we can't, yeah. but three different, I guess, I would say beings of God, of the same God, yeah. you know, one God, but three separate, like, man, I don't want to say manifestations either. Mm. it's weird but like the one God but like different aspects and like yeah. different it's very ways. complex this one is is a lot more or not a lot more is is also just as like mind boggling in that Jesus is 100% God but also 100% man 
But how do you have a hundred percent of two things in one body? Right, two hundred percent. Yeah, it's like it's not that you have two hundred percent of something, but you kind of do. But it's so strange, like that. That's the relationship that, that Jesus has. Like he's fully God and fully man. How does that work in like a human body on Earth? Mm-hmm. God's spirit, like, how does that work? It's just so interesting and so strange. We read about it in Scripture and like see the relationship Jesus has with the Father and with other human beings and how that kind of plays out and works. Um, but it's just so strange. It's like... Yeah, and Jesus talks about how the Father has information that Jesus doesn't know. He's mm-hmm. like, hey, well, they're like, when are you coming back? He's like, that's only for the Father to know mm-hmm. and he'll tell the Son. Yeah, like, but that, that would obviously be like the human Jesus doesn't know, right? But if Jesus yeah. is God, he definitely knows he those know. things. Yeah. He has to know or else he wouldn't be God. Um, but at the same time, he, he doesn't know. But like, how does that work? How does it work that he does know but he doesn't know? Like the human Jesus As far know. as being a human does? Yeah, I think it's so, it's so strange. I think in in God's sovereignty and power of coming down as man, he purposely, like in in a way, limited himself or like with like let himself not know things mm-hmm. as a human, you yeah. know, and then he knew that he would also know as God, and yeah. so I think and part of it could be just to to live the human experience and show us how to trust God that. If that is the sum of why he did it, is to show us how to have faith in God, mm-hmm. then I would still say it's worth it. You oh, know, yeah, it's sure. still good. And it's still beneficial. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so like, and we can definitely, I don't think it's, it's not bad to say God limited himself when he came in down as a human because he did. Like, right. you saw the, tra- like when we look at the transfiguration in the Bible where Jesus reveals his glory to mm-hmm. like three of his disciples and they all freak out because they're like, oh my gosh, like, yeah. you're insane. He like, he kind of like, takes off the mask of a, of a human per se and allows his heavenly glory body mm-hmm. to be shown. He's like just this insane creature in a way. Yeah. And they're like freaking out. And cool. then he like kind of puts on a human mask again. He's like, all right, let's go. Let's go back down the mountain. Don't tell anyone. And it's like, it's like wait, what did you do? What just happened? What happened? Yeah. And so he li- he definitely had like, he limited himself in a lot of ways. Like to be hungry is to have limitations. And mm-hmm. he had those. And so I think he just limited himself and the knowledge that he had on earth for the purpose of showing us how to have faith in him while we're here. That Possibly. could be that could be one of the ways. Possibly, yeah. I mean, he had to become human so that he could pay for our, our sins, right? Like, only a human could win back the dominion for humans, right? Right. That Adam gave up. Is that in Romans? I don't know. Paul talks about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it is. Uh, it's in, um, or no, it's Hebrews, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's in Hebrews. Um, he had to do it. Like, the first Adam gave up dominion, and now uh, Jesus won the dominion back. So we are at an hour and thirty minutes, and we would love we would love to continue to talk about this, but we don't want to like take up too much of y'all's time. We want to yeah. keep this consumable, and so people will actually click on it to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. And so we're gonna limit it to an hour and a half. Um, I know we covered some massive topics that in a very short amount of time. Like we, we just barely scratched the surface. We barely scratched the surface. Yeah. We basically like presented the paradox and said, "Okay, deal with it." Yep. <laughs> so those are paradoxes, like. We could talk for a long time about them and like the implications of those paradoxes, but those are the paradoxes that are in the Bible that we can't necessarily, we can we can we can understand them. But we can't necessarily explain them logically. Right? Yeah. So we can understand that Jesus is fully man, fully God, one hundred percent of two things in one being, and we can understand or explain that like uh, God is is in a Trinity in three distinct persons, but one God. But they can't necessarily logically be explained. Yeah. So that's what we want to talk about them. They're very interesting, and you can hypothesize about them forever. 
for a long time. Yes, yeah. many books written about. Just get lost and thought of you late for work because of it. It's not do your job because do it. Become a monk. <laughs> Don't because you actually want to be evangelizing, fulfilling the will of God for your life. Yep. But, anyways, with that, let's transition over to jokes. Some jokes. One of the most favorite parts that we definitely did not just research ten minutes ago in the break. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> mine is from. Uh, mine is from a special lady back home named Marsha Zimmerman, and she sent a joke, um, and so now I'm going to read it to you. Ooh, Are you ready? Shout out to Martha. You said Martha? No, Marsha. Oh, Marsha. I was going to say, you should spend more time with the feet of Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) You're so Christian. I know. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. So this is the joke. Do you know why anteaters never get sick? Why? Anteaters. They never get sick, dude. Because they have, they are full of antibodies. Oh my god! <laughs> the okay. is full of antibodies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. All right. I had a joke that I thought was really funny, and then it just slipped my mind. So hold on, I'm pulling it back up. Those little antibodies. Um, while he's pulling the joke up, I will give you a little fact on ants that they make up. <laughs> I forgot this <what> thing. <laughs> Twenty or thirty percent of the world's biomass, which just means all what? all living biomass. So like all animals and living things. I don't think they include trees and in that, but just like living uh, animals, human beings, stuff like that. Um, the biomass on the world, ants, just ants, are twenty or thirty percent of all of that. Wow. Yeah. I have they can kill us anytime they want to. Okay. Kill us anytime I want to go on a tangent about house flies right now, but I will wait. Because we don't have time. Okay, good. Let's open up the next podcast. Okay. <laughs> we'll remember that. So, where should a 500-pound alien go? Where? On a diet. <laughs> I don't... So dumb. It's such a lame joke. So dumb. I was thinking, like, <laughs> what's the biggest planet? Like, where can you go? Like, is where, some, is where's some the gravity going to work where you can run yeah. fast? Jupiter. No. So funny. All right. Thank well, you guys. Everybody. We're at a minute and 33 seconds. We love you. Thank you. 33 seconds? A minute and 33 seconds? An hour and 33 <laughs> minutes? <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. We love you and we appreciate you. We want to hear a lot from you. We would love, we haven't gotten a ton of listener feedback. We've gotten a bit, but we'd like more. And yep. so please let us know what you thought about this episode, what you want to hear more about. If you'd like to see more YouTube videos. Um, yeah, any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. How you like social media and how we post on social media and what you'd like to see. Yeah, we love you guys. All right, guys, take care. Have a great week. Enjoy your Sunday or Saturday, whenever you listen to it. And yeah, stay godly. And question and I was gonna say question something, but question everything. Why? Bye. Okay, bye.